welcome to TTELT, Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers. I'm Dr. Eileen Hale, the COO of our organization, Educators Worldwide. And I'd like to introduce in just a minute a special guest we have today, Hensley Kazell. He has been teaching English for over 15 years, largely in high schools, both in Japan and the Philippines, and is currently working as an English language fellow in Montenegro. We're thrilled to have Hensley with us today to share the topic of technology, specifically engaging benefits of cell phones for English language learners. Welcome Hensley, how are you today? Hey, how are you doing Eileen? And thank you very much for having me and educators uh, worldwide for having me here. It's an honor to have you and so glad to have you back again. You yes, it's been too <laughs> long. Thank you, sorry. Our listeners can find Hensley in our early, earlier podcasts. We'll reference them in our show notes so you can find one of his earlier presentations with us as well. But today we're gonna talk about the aspect of technology integrating cell phones into your classroom actively. Most of us have cell phones in our classrooms. So can you uh, share with us Hensley, how and why you kind of wanted to discuss this aspect of technology with our listeners? Well, uh, I feel like cell phones are one of those things that our inner teacher inside of us is like, no, get rid of that, right? Um, but, you know, to be honest, you know, it's almost inescapable in the classroom. And, to, and let's be real, some of us even check our own cell phones in the classroom, right? So yeah. why not figure out a way to incorporate it as a tool so maybe it'll be more useful and less distracting? Definitely, definitely. That's a very important point. Because <laughs> right, City teachers are always like, put your cell phones in the basket when you come in the classroom or something. Um, yeah. So have... check your text messages on Facebook exactly, or something. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> cheat for exams or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So how did you make the transition to use the benefits of cell phones in your classroom? Well, I know so. Even before the pandemic, uh, the transition to technology was happening. If you used Google Classroom or Edmodo or any kind of ML, uh, LMS like Canva or Canvas, um, you know, that was happening. And then there was always been some strategies on using cell phones in the classroom for TikTok and things of that nature. But to really incorporate cell phones, uh, it's a bit of a, a double-edged sword. Yes, it's great because it's technology, but at the same time, you, you know, students get distracted. But the, the reason why I started using it in my classroom is because, to be honest, the environments that I was working in, they didn't have technology for computers. And in this day and age, no matter where you are on the world, you know, computer functionality, knowing how to use a computer and being uh, computer literate is important. And uh, computer uh, cell phones are actually an easy way to, or more affordable way to access that, you know, given without access to a real computer. I agree 100%. Having worked in remote parts of the world, um, the majority of people around the world don't have their home laptop computers, even or at schools. And many teachers have to only use a computer at school, and don't have their own at home. So, it's really important for low resource environments to be able to integrate cell phones, as you said, instead of relying on laptop computers or the old fashioned <laughs> larger computers. Yeah. So can, 
can you give us a couple um, tangible examples of how you integrate the cell phone into your classroom with your English language learners? Sure. Uh, so uh, one way to use cell phones is basic. Uh, so for basic language production, so recording your voice, if you have them recording uh, any kind of speech or anything of that nature, they can record their voice, listen back to it, and make their adjustments for pronunciation. That's basic. Uh, another way is students can record themselves in a video. So you can have a small video project in class. I've definitely seen it done before where students, maybe you give them a project, say record your thoughts or record, uh, make a video about a topic, benefits of environmentalism in your neighborhood. And then you send them off in the classroom, they maybe in groups of three or four, they record the video and then you can present it to class. And it's a great way for uh, practicing their own English pronunciation. And not only just pronunciation, but they get to see themselves and make notes about where they can improve that way. Those are just some practical, uh, simple ideas for activities, but also, and this, this could be debatable, but as a, low, as a way of using uh, <laughs> research for internet, you got, uh, you know, and then Google Translate. That, I know that might raise some alarms, but I, Google, I, I, I'm, I'm not completely against Google Translate in the classroom. You know, on that topic, I found an interesting exercise you can do with Google Translate is ask students to do, a, you know, give them a paragraph or whatever, or have them write their paragraph in their first language and do the Google Translate into English, and then have them correct the errors of Google Translate. Can be very educational and a very important part of learning language because as we all know, if we've learned any other language, you can't translate word for word. And there's a lot yes. of nuances of language that cannot be translated even with Google Translate accurately. So I think it's a great learning tool. Even you could have your higher level learners work with the lower level learners in a given classroom to help them understand why the Google Translate is not perfect <laughs> and where the imperfections come in and what are the aspects of English that weren't correctly translated. Right. So that's an, that's an excellent way to use Google Translate. Yeah. Um, for the voice recording, can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I think that's really important. Do you use that in and out of class? And do you have them submit voice recordings to you and say if you have 20 plus students, that's a lot of voice recordings to listen to. How do you manage that as a teacher? Or do you have them share voice recordings? What are the tangible ways that you use voice recordings? So a great way to use voice recordings, and I'm going to also add video recordings to this, is if you yeah. use an LMS, another benefit of using cell phones, a lot of LMSs, learning management systems, are, are available on the cell phone, either as a web-based application or a downloadable application on, on Apple or on Google Play. So you can have them upload their videos or voice recordings to whatever system you're using, if it's Google Classroom or something, and then you can just you know pick and choose from there. So that's a great way to use your cell phone to submit. And then what you can do is play those videos or voice recordings either to the class, to yourself, or between you and the students for personal feedback, however you wish. That's a great idea. So rather than have them send it directly to you as a teacher, sometimes we don't want to share our personal cell phones with all of our students you have them upload their voice recording to Canvas or whatever LMS learning management system they're using. 
like you mentioned, mm -hmm. um, Google platforms. And then you as a teacher can listen to them all at once as if you're grading papers, you're grading, you're listening to all the recordings and you could give them both written feedback and you can give them the oral feedback as well. Yeah. And, and, and one more thing, just to make it, you know, a little bit more fun and entertaining, you know, and put this in, in more perspective. I mean, you know, for someone like myself, video recording and doing that type of thing is for me, it's, it's out of context, right? I didn't grow up doing that. However, these students do. Um, they do TikTok, they do Instagram, they do Snapchat. They are used to recording themselves quickly and yeah. uploading it somewhere. So it's right in their field. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a really important point, both for, you know, primarily high school and college students, even junior high, maybe, with the mm -hmm. using cell phones. <laughs> what do you yeah. do if you if you're trying to do something inside or out of class, if enough students don't have their own cell phones, do you share cell phones or how do you manage that? So what you can do is you can definitely have, if you're in school and you want to do recording. So the thing about cell phones is, you know, and if anybody has one, if you lose your cell phone, it's like losing an important document like your birth certificate. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm not going to say I encourage sharing of cell phones because students may get very personal about that. If your students do not have enough cell phones in the classroom or they don't carry them, I may suggest group work as an alternative. Pair them up with someone who has a cell phone and they can record together. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, right? right? And then they could submit it together to you in mm -hmm. class and then you can give them feedback. Great, and they could model examples for the rest of the class. Yeah, and, and and I will also say also that, you know, this is not, even, it can be a low tech solution. However, you know, not everybody also has access to cell phone. And the other caveat is they, students may not have access to data. So yeah. using a cell phone in the classroom really works best if there's access to internet, you know, that's available or it is contingent, it is contingent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really important because a lot of people don't have that much data and or have to you know, pay expensive fees to get the data. So that's important to consider as well, wherever you are in the world and maybe mm -hmm. finding places that students can have like an internet cafe where they can get free Wi-Fi. Um, just giving them those resources. I know American corners around the globe have Wi-Fi access for students. They're almost like libraries. So helping your students find places where they might be able to have that internet access without having to pay for it would be helpful as a teacher. That would be very helpful. Any other ways that you've integrated this cell phone specifically for assignments? As you mentioned, voice recording, uh, internet research, uh, YouTubes and or dictionaries or video chats, other things you might wanna explain for our listeners. Are you asking, uh, so additional ways I use cell phones are actually, to be honest, work productivity. So I, I, what I do is, again, people might uh, disagree, but I, I use, I let students listen to music on their headphones in the classroom. Uh, believe it or not, at home, especially during the pandemic, students are listening to music all the time or often you know, while they're working. It may not be for everybody or everybody's case culturally. However, uh, I know in the United States is very common. 
And I will say that letting students listen to music while they work has actually worked out pretty well because, you know, it's a little bit of freedom, giving students that space to do their own thing while they're doing the work. My, 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 theory, my whole philosophy is, look, if you're getting the work done, however you do it, if you want to do it on one hand with your head upside down, if you're doing it and it's great, I got no complaints. <laughs> way you can do that as a, incorporating English into the music, obviously would be as a teacher, you could assign them all, or have the students uh, present, submit in their favorite English songs to you. And then everybody has to listen, whoever can, you know, has headphones or wants to listen to them. Everyone's listening to the same song in class, even while you're doing another assignment, but it's in the background, right? The subconscious learning. And then at the end of whatever it is, 15 minutes that they're doing something, but they're all as many as they can listen to that song. Then you could do an interactive activity with that one song that they're all listening to. So take what they're listening to and apply it back to the learning. And, and here's another way to, and this is also for uh, just integrating your classroom and sharing cultures. Yeah. Have students, so sometimes, again, with the music is, you know, maybe you don't let them, and this doesn't happen all the time as far as letting students use headphones. So maybe as far as music, you can uh, let students choose what music is played in the class. Oftentimes I tell students with caveats, no curse words. And most of the time I tell them no words just give me instrumentals. And so they'll choose instrumentals from their own countries. And it's a little bit of where sharing a little bit of culture in the classroom if you have students from different countries in your class. Definitely. Those are all fabulous ideas. So in summary, would you like to summarize a couple of the tips for our listeners, Hensley, and then we'll wrap up for today. I really appreciate your great ideas for cell phones in the classroom. Sure. Uh, so my idea for the cell phone use it as a utility tool for research recording let students use it as a tool don't let them uh i you know of course maybe not an everyday thing you do of course you do want times where you don't want the cell phone or access at all and one way my last thing is ways to mitigate cell phone use um, because um sometimes it can get too much so one way to mitigate it is let your students charge their cell phones in the classroom. So maybe if you buy a charging station or something like that, but if the cell phone is charging on the plug and you're and it's not in their hands, that's one way to mitigate the cell phone use as well. Let them charge it. <laughs> that's like a parental how to <laughs> that's a great idea. That's very effective. And uh, again, choosing their letting them choose the music as well and submit that to you so you can uh, have some input into what they're listening to in the classroom. Yeah. Thank you so much. You've provided some great ideas for our listeners today. Uh, again, quick summary is how to integrate, as he mentioned, voice recordings, dictionary, use of internet, YouTube for listening exercises, um, their ability to participate in video chats, and uploading their chats through different LMS systems, learning management, management systems that you have access to in whatever classroom setting, university setting you may be engaged in, but that's a really well easy way for you to manage all the voice recordings as an instructor. Thank you so much, Hensley, and uh, we really appreciate your time today and look forward to having you join us again in the future.
And thank you again, Eileen, for having me here and educators worldwide. Thank you very much. Follow us on our website, ttelt.org, for prior and new upcoming podcasts. Our Facebook, TTELT group, Instagram at t.ttelt, and Twitter at ttelt1. Thanks for joining us today. Mm -hmm.